Welcome to this episode of Allison Liss Meditation Podcast. And today we're going to talk about who you are, or we could say, who are you? And how does meditation um, help with knowing who you are, understanding yourself? I would have to say it's one of the um, the best parts, really, about becoming a meditator is that you really get a, a true sense of yourself. And I usually use the word yourself as two separate words. So the self just meaning you could say who you are at a very quite deep and somewhat profound level. It's kind of more like knowing yourself, knowing your heart, your spirit, your essence, more than knowing your mind, what you think. Um, As we come to find out, the more we meditate, um, what we think we are is not exactly who we are. In fact, who we are is quite a bit, well, I'm going to say better. Meditation will actually remove all the ways that you have been identifying yourself mentally and leaves what you really truly are. And let me think of some examples, like if I think of something that like kind of in my own life, uh, I always thought that I was not organized enough. And in some ways you could say smart enough. Or I always felt that I wasn't prepared enough. And like, where did I even get these ideas of this? Like, it could be that people told this to me, (laughs) although in school, I think I did very, very well. So I don't know if it was told to me when I was young or anything, but it could also be that, um, you know, I had a very, let's say, fussy mother who expected like my room to be a certain way and everything to be in quite a good order. And uh, naturally, you know, nobody could have really lived up to her level of standard there. So it it could be that it came from there, but it's just always kind of been in the background to me that, you know, you're not organized, you're not prepared enough. And, um, and I always had this feeling that I had to strive in order to improve myself. And, you know, it was funny because as I got older, I started to notice that the people who actually that I would consider successful or, you know, anybody would really consider successful, whatever that may be, you know, they seem to be getting on well in life in one way or another, financially or family wise, or just, 
their own personal uh, way they took care of themselves or carried themselves seemed to be doing well. Um, I, I actually happened to notice that they were actually not that well organized or prepared for anything. <laughs> and so I started to think like, what, you know, where did I get this that I felt that I had to be organized or else things were going to go well or they could go better. And really, the more I sort of realized this, the more evidence I saw of it, I observed that the people that were telling me that I need to be more organized or I had to be something other than what I was in order to get to where I wanted to go, I mean, even though these were all wonderful people, perhaps quite organized, maybe prepared, such as my mom or the teachers that were teaching me, um, it turns out that they were kind of living quite small. And not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just, I would say, not that impressive, perhaps. And so I began to think, I wonder what this, uh, you know, maybe it's okay that I'm not so organized. And then, of course, I saw a picture of Einstein's desk. <laughs> it's kind of a famous shot. If you've seen it, look it up. But, uh, oh my goodness, his desk, there's nothing more unorganized than that. If you were, if you're judging by someone's desk, I would almost have to say it was the opposite. In fact, the most successful people I ever met, their desks were a mess. Everything was upside down. I mean, their secretary's desks were organized and together and, but not the person themselves. So in order that you just don't get this wrong, it's not like there's anything wrong with being organized. I'm kind of using it just as an example. It's just I wasn't that. And yet somehow I feel like my mind is very organized. My ideas are quite clear. But just never my desk. And yet I've been a leader in throughout my life, in school, any company I ever worked for. If I didn't start at the top, I ended up there. And I've always had results that it doesn't seem like anybody else can get. And yet I'm none of the things that I was told or that you would typically think that you would have to be in order to, you know, let's say, do well. And so what is really the point in all this? I think the one thing I am is who I am. And when I began to meditate, I began to understand this at a very deep level and even understood who I am even deeper. And so who are you? Well, you are. And that's it. You just are. Who are you without identification? Without any mental construct 
of who you think or who others think you are. You just are. Now, what could you be is this or that or many things. Because you are simply pure potential. And you are who and what you decide to be. You are a light. You are an essence. You are quite literally a form of energy that can shift, evolve, and become. You are actually quite beautiful. Far more beautiful than you can imagine. Far more beautiful than your imagination will ever allow you to see. But your beauty can be experienced. And oftentimes this experience comes with meditation. And so how is knowing this helpful? Well, I think understanding this at a deep level by meditating removes the limitations that you have put on yourself, that the world puts on you, that other people put on you. It Meditation actually removes the barriers and these obstacles. And sometimes we don't even know that we've put them on ourselves. It's just we operate, let's say, in a way that has these beliefs. And you'll begin to understand that you don't actually have to pummel yourself into a person or something. You don't have to improve, get better, make yourself more than what you are, because you already are everything that you need to be in order to fulfill your ideas. You see, the things that will come to you as ideas or as urges or where you just think, oh, I really feel like I want to do this or that. They aren't coming to everybody. They're quite tailor-made, you could say, for you. They're customized. They're only coming to you because you're the one that can pull it off or should pull it off, whatever it is. And this, I would say, from like the smallest example of something you want to do in a day, or a large example, something you want to achieve as a lifetime. If you've had the idea, if the um, if you if the if you feel compelled, then you are quite capable. You would not be given an idea. You would not. Nothing would come to you that is not something you're quite capable of doing. It just wouldn't occur to you. Those things will occur to some other person. So all the things that um, that come to you as, as an idea of something you want to do are special. And if they're pursued by you, they will come to fruition of one form or another. And so what we have to do is kind of remove the... Um, the mental constructs, I would say, or the what I call the mental, the things you identify yourself as. I think I'm this, I think I'm that. When you sit in meditation, that leaves you. 
you can sit and you can be without the the forms, the ideas, the things you think you are, because you will begin to actually experience that you are none of those things. And so those ideas of who you think you are actually get replaced with the truth of who you are. And the truth of who you are is that you are extremely intelligent, shockingly capable, and quite perfectly able to do anything that comes to your heart and mind. If you are not already a meditator, or if you've been doing any other forms of meditation and you just want to, and you haven't had these experiences of which I speak, then please go on my website and get my course. It's five, I think five audio files. And if you simply follow those instructions, I can tell you that even if you don't have the experience of a Satori, which many people have meditating with me, but even if you don't, you will at least be able to achieve what we're talking about today in this podcast. So let's just take five minutes. And just bring attention to your breath. And begin to just notice how your breath is coming and going all by itself. Notice that you don't have to do anything in order to breathe. Notice that the breath comes and goes, even when you're sleeping. This breath is coming and going all by itself. Just notice the breath. And you may also notice The other thing that is coming and going all by itself without your help are thoughts. And all you have to do is control the attention, the awareness. So every time your attention wanders over to your thoughts, just bring it back to your breath. 
just for a couple of minutes here. Don't resist it. There's no fight to be had. Just it's more like, oh my goodness, there goes my attention to thought. And just bring it back to breath. Notice your inhale. Notice where the breath goes on or after an inhale. Bring attention to your exhale. Maybe notice the moment in between an inhale and an exhale. Is there a moment in between? Just notice. If at any time you find that you're having any difficulty holding your attention on breath, take a breath on purpose. Take one or two or three deep breaths, and you'll see this will assure that your attention stays on your breath. You cannot take a breath on purpose without your attention on it. And just use your breath to hold your attention. Use your breath to hold your attention away from your mind for just a minute. Notice the breath in the stomach or the chest. Just notice the body breathing. And have a great rest of your day.